Welcome to the newest episode of the podcast. Just want to let you know, guys, that... Hold on a second. I'm sorry about that noise. Okay. I wanted to let you know this is a special episode with Al Latham, your hostess. And I'm introducing it. (laughs) But we are having a guest, so stay tuned. Um, We are talking about, if you didn't read the description and the title... We are talking about the SAG after a tentative agreement for 2023. I don't yet have the actual agreement, the MOA, the Memorandum of Agreement. It has not been released yet as of this particular moment in time. Um, so here we go. We're going to read some of the summary. So the main issue that we're focused on tonight is the AI provisions, are the AI provisions. And um, it's a little concerning, the language that I've read. So let's get into it. So we're going to go straight to the agreement, the summary of 2023 tentative successor agreement to the 2020 producer SAG-AFTRA codified basic agreement, and 2020 SAG-AFTRA television agreement, television C agreement. Hereafter, collectively, the agreements. Okay, we're going to go straight to artificial intelligence, the main issue. Uh, Two, A, effective date. The below terms will apply beginning 90 days after the AMPTP receives notice of ratification, except that to the extent practicable Producers shall endeavor to comply with these provisions on or after the first day of the term of this agreement, i.e. November 9th, 2023. B. Digital replication and alteration of performers. One establishes definitions and coverage for creation, use, and alteration of digital replicas of performers, a creation and use of two types of digital replicas, employment-based digital replica, and independently created digital replica. Two, employment-based digital replica, which is a main sticking point for a lot of us in the union. Um, Yeah, reminder, I'm in SAG. (laughs) Um, And I just paid my dues, so I'm very much annoyed by um, a lot of the language here. And I made myself clear about that, and I'll get to that in a moment. But a replica of the voice or likeness of the performer that is created, one, in connection with employment on a motion picture under this agreement, two, using digital technology, three, with the performer's physical participation, and four, is the, for the purpose of portraying the performer in photography or soundtrack in which the performer did not actually perform. A, services for creation of employment-based digital replica, one, 48-hour advance notice prior to services for creation, two, consent required, 
Uh, A must be clear and conspicuous. B an endorsement or statement in the performer's employment contract that is separately signed or initialed by the performer or in a separate writing that is signed by the performer. C time spent creating replica is work time if on the same day that the performer performs other work for the producer. Three, compensation for services on a day that performer is not performing other work for the producer. A, one day at performer's pro rata daily salary, but not less than day performer minimum. B, if the work was scheduled on a separate day in order to accommodate performer, one half of the performer's pro rata Daily salary is due, is due for a four-hour session. Over four hours, one one day at the performer's pro rata salary uh, or da- daily salary, not less than the day performer minimum. C, consecutive employment does not apply. D, no additional pay if one performer employed under Schedule F. That's a whole other thing. We're not getting into that. Two, work occurs during the performer's guarantee. Three, work occurs on a day that producer is paying a minimum of one day salary for other services, travel, allowance, or consecutive employment. B, use of employment-based digital replica. This is really pissing people off. One, in the motion picture for which the performer was employed, A, consent required unless the photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed, and or recorded. There's a lot of loopholes here, guys. B, must include a reasonably specific description of the intended use. C, consent must be clear and conspicuous and may be obtained through an endorsement or statement in the performer's employment contract that is separately signed or initialed by the performer or in a separate writing that is signed by the performer. D, consent granted during a performer's lifetime continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise. One, if performer is deceased and consent is required, it may be granted by an authorized representative of the deceased performer or... If representative can't be found, cannot be found by the union, which is not disturbing at all. E. Compensation. One, performer's pro rata daily rate or the minimum rate, whichever is higher for the number of production days that producer determines the performer would have been required to work had the performer instead performed those scenes in person. Producer must make a good faith effort to estimate the number of production days utilizing objective criteria. Two, compensation treated as wages for all purposes. Three, no compensation required if A, based on the performer's form of engagement, their compensation would have covered the work had it been performed by the performer. B, the digital replica is used in a scene in which the performer performed in person. C, performer is under Schedule F. F, residuals required if digital replica remains in the motion picture in a manner that would have entitled the performer to residuals. One, time and salary units, totally applicable minimum or total actual compensation formula. 
residuals based on the total time worked and or salary paid up to caps for both in-person services and use of their digital replica Two rateable distribution formula based on the performer's form of engagement unless only the digital replica remains if so performers treat as a day performer and assign one unit two use other than in the motion picture for which the performer was employed a consent and separate bargaining one consent must be clear and conspicuous two must include a reasonably specific description of the intended use what does that mean who knows three consent at time of use not initial employment except that consent for use in another identified project may be obtained at initial employment provided that a a reasonably specific description of the intended use is provided for each identified project b performer is also employed in the other identified projects or is deceased at the time the other in identified projects commences or project projects commences production c consent continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise D, if performer is deceased and consent is required, it may be granted by an authorized representative of the deceased performer or if representative cannot be found by the union. B, compensation. One day performer rate, including residuals as applicable, is minimum. Two, use in a field or medium covered by another SAG after a collective bargaining agreement subject to bargaining at no less than the minimum wages that and residuals in that agreement three no additional compensation required for use if performer was employed under schedule f three independently created digital replica one intended to create and does create the clear impression that the asset is a natural performer whose voice and or likeness is recognizable as the voice and or likeness of an identifiable natural performer to performing in the role of a character and not as the natural performer himself herself and three no employment arrangement for the motion picture in which the independently created digital replica will be used exists with the natural natural performer in the role being portrayed by the asset a consent and bargaining required prior to use B, consent must be clear and conspicuous. C, signed by performer in a writing that includes a reasonably specific description of the intended use. D, continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise. E, if performer is deceased, may be granted by the authorized representative of the deceased performer or the union if representative can't be found. F, P, and H, contributions required. G, exceptions for uses if they would be protected by the First Amendment, e.g. comment, criticism, scholarship, satire, or parody, use in a docudrama, or historical or biographical work to the extent protected by the First Amendment. Four, digital alteration. A, consent required to digitally alter a performer's performance in photography or soundtrack previously recorded by the performer. B, exception when the photography or soundtrack of the performer remains substantially scripted, performed, and or recorded. 
C, consent must be clear and conspicuous and may be obtained through an endorsement or statement in the performer's employment contract that is separately signed or initialed by the performer or in a separate writing that is signed by the performer. D, must include a reasonably specific description of the intended alteration. E, continues after death, unless explicitly limited otherwise. One, if performer is deceased, consent may be obtained from authorized representative or union if representative can't be found. F, exceptions to consent. One, post, this is really tricky. This is really fucked up. One, post-production alterations, editing, arranging, rearranging, revising, or manipulating of photography and or soundtrack for purposes of cosmetics, wardrobe, noise reduction, timing or speed, continuity, pitch or tone, clarity, addition of visual sound effects or filters, standards and practices, ratings, and adjustment in dialogue or narration or other similar purposes. Two, under any circumstance when dubbing or use of a double is permitted under the codified basic agreement or television agreement. Three, adjusting lip and or other facial or move body movement and or the voice of the performer to a foreign language or for purposes of changes, changes to dialogue or photography necessary for license or sale to a particular market. Hmm. Interesting. G, claims subject to arbitration. H, remedies limited to monetary damages. Five, does not expand or contra contract existing rights under CBA or TV agreement. A, no impact on Section 43 of the general provisions uh, or nudity. C, generative artificial intelligence. One, establishes a broad protective def definition of generative artificial intelligence. Two, establishes terms for use of synthetic performers created through GAI. A, a synthetic performer is a digitally created asset that one is intended to create and does create the clear impression that the asset is a natural performer who is not recognizable as any identifiable natural performer. Two is not voiced by a natural person. Three is not a digital replica. And four, no employment arrangement for the motion picture exists with the natural performer in the role being portrayed by the asset. This shit is so wild that we're even talking about this at all is insane, no? This dystopian shit where we're talking about literally people being replaced with AI performing for the public. Like, and this is just going through. They want this ratified immediately. They're already saying vote, vote, vote. And we haven't even seen the MOA. I mean, but this is enough to make you go, hmm, you know? <sighs> we'll eventually get done. We gotta get to background soon. So that's where they're really gonna fuck us up. <clears throat> well, of course they go after background first because they're the least important, right? Anyway, one, parties acknowledge the importance of human performance in motion pictures and the potential impact on employment. Here's, here's the thing. They said in the meeting that I'm gonna get to later that we don't need to define humans but we do if this is going to be an issue and we should put humans 
over this. Like, the humans should be the go-to performer. This is insane that we have to say that. Okay, anyway. Two, notice to union and an opportunity to bargain in good faith over appropriate consideration, if any, if a synthetic performer is used in place of a performer who would have been engaged under this agreement in a human role. A, does not apply to non-human characters. B, claims are arbitrable and limited to monetary damages. And no one's going to fucking file one if they don't have any money, but I'm just saying. Three, producer will bargain with and obtain performer consent for use of GAI system to create a synthetic performer with a principal facial, facial feature, i.e. eyes, nose, ears, and or mouth, that is recognizable as that of a specific natural performer through the use of such identified natural performer's name and facial feature in the prompt to a GAI system. For agreement to meet regularly to discuss remuneration, if any, for use of work produced under CBA to train GAI system for creation of synthetic performers. Not only are they saying, okay, we can entertain this idea and we're going to do that. We're going to allow this, but we're also going to train the fucking system. We're not even, we're not just going to let you have a definition in our contract. We're going to actually give you control. That's what that's about. D, semi-annual meetings between the union and each producer subject to NDA related to use and intended use of GAI in motion picture development and production, which may include discussion of efforts to ensure that uses of GAI mitigate against biases. E, digital replication and alteration of background actors. Here we go. One digital replication and alteration. A applies to creation use or alteration of background actors, digital replica. B a background actor, digital replica of a background actor is a replica of the voice or likeness of the background actor, which is created using digital technology with the background actors, physical participation, and is for the purpose of depicting the background actor in a scene in which the background actor did not actually appear. One, does not apply to tiling of background actors. Two, does not expand or contract any existing rights and obligations under the codified basic agreement and television agreement. Three, does not override Schedule X, Part 1, Section 17E, or Schedule X, Part 2, Section 17. Capital E, as applicable regarding use of digital technology to double a background actor. C, creation of background actor digital replicas. One, 48-hour advance notice prior to services for creation. Two, consent required. A, must be clear and conspicuous. B, may be obtained through an endorsement or statement in the employment paperwork or voucher that is separately signed or initialed by the background actor or in a separate writing that is signed by the background actor. C, time spent is work time when on the same day the background actor performs other work for the producer. Producer will endeavor to schedule on a day when the background actor is also working for the producer under this agreement. D, compensation. One, one day pay if not otherwise working. Two, no additional payment if producer is paying for other 
services, a travel allowance, an allowance for a day not worked on an overnight location, or a canceled call. If paid less than one day, will receive amount equal to one day. Two, use of a background actor digital replica. A, use in the motion picture for which the background actor was employed. One, consent required unless the photography or soundtrack remains substantially scripted, performed, and or recorded. Another loophole. Two, must include a reasonably specific description of the intended use. It goes on and on. Three, consent must be clear and conspicuous and may be obtained through an endorsement or statement in the background actor's employment paperwork or voucher that is separately signed or initialed in the, by the background actor or in a separate writing that is signed by the background actor. Four, continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise. A, if background actor is deceased, may be obtained from an authorized representative of the deceased performer's exclusive rights as determined by applicable law, applicable law or the union if representative can't be found. Five, use in a principal capacity requires payment for the number of production days that the producer determines the background actor would have been required to work had the background actor been adjusted under section 26 of schedule a and perform those scenes in person a producer will make a good faith effort to estimate the number of production days utilizing objective criteria b if digital replica remains in the picture in a principal capacity residuals payable in same manner as upgrade under section 26 C. Compensation shall be treated as wages for all purposes. B. Use other than in the motion picture for which the background actor was employed. <sighs> 1. Consent and separate bargaining. A. Consent must be clear and conspicuous. B. Must include a reasonably specific description of the intended use. C. At time of use, not initial employment. D. Continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise. E, if background actor is deceased, may be obtained from an authorized representative of the deceased performer or union if representative cannot be found. Two, compensation. A, background actor daily minimum is minimum. B, use in a field or medium covered by a SAG after a collective bargaining agreement subject to bargaining at no less than the minimum wages and residuals in that collective bargaining agreement. Three, will not be used in lieu of hiring background actors necessary to fulfill the applicable coverage maximums. Four, will not use background actors digital replica to circumvent the engagement of that background actor. Three, digital alteration. A, consent required to digitally alter the background actor's appearance in photography or soundtrack previously recorded. B, except when the photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed, and or recorded. C, consent must be clear and conspicuous and include a reasonably specific description of the intended alterations. D, consent may be obtained through an endorsement or statement in the background actor's employment paperwork or voucher that is separately signed or initialed by the background actor or in a separate writing that is signed by the background actor. Again, this means this is a condition of employment, if that's not clear, which is a major issue for us. We do not like this. Okay. 
E continues after death unless explicitly limited otherwise. One, if performers deceased may be obtained from an authorized representative of the deceased background actor or union if representative cannot be found. F, if lip or facial movements are digitally altered to make it appear that the background actor is speaking lines and dialogue upgrade required pursuant to section 26 of schedule A. G, no consent is required to perform post-production alterations, editing, arranging, rearranging, revising, or manipulating a photography and or soundtrack for purposes of cosmetics, wardrobe, noise reduction, timing or speed, continuity, pitch or tone, clarity, addition of visual sound effects or filters, standards and practices, ratings and adjustment in dialogue or narration or other similar purposes. They just throw that in at the end. Or under any circumstance when dubbing or use of a double is permitted under the codified basic agreement or television agreement. H, claims subject to arbitration, remedies limited to monetary damages. This is a really fucked up contract. <laughs> from the summary, like what you read there. And there's other stuff in there. There's like a streaming bonus that's not really well defined. And then there's um, 7% overall increase in wages. Um, and then 11% for background actors. So they're giving you all this money and stuff and all these great things. But at the same time, they're trying to make it possible, along with the AMPTP, to replace you in many in many ways, like, I don't know how to say it, but like, they're making it very dangerous. And so I brought this up, many people brought this up, but I brought it up um, in the meeting that happened, this informational meeting at the Palladium, we had a SAG meeting. And they plied us with like, food and drinks. And that was nice. <laughs> I mean, mostly soda. And then some water. So I got the water. But it was like soda, coffee, snacks, sandwiches. I couldn't eat much of anything. There wasn't a whole lot for a vegan. So I just kind of stuck with veggie straws. But anyway, and I ate them later. But um, so we go in and they have like this setup for the Q&A later. So first they have their presentation with Duncan Crabtree Ireland and um, basically he's speaking a lot and Ray Rodriguez and the other leadership people but mostly those guys and then Fran for a little while speaks Fran Drescher the president but it's just like this whole presentation and then that's when we learned that there was going to be an MOA within a week he said so that's what I'm waiting to see I'm waiting to see if that happens, if we get it or not. So waiting for the MOA, the actual language, the legalese and all of that. Um, but it's just the way that they speak to us, it feels like they're very, very condescending. And I think you'll get that tone um, during the meeting because I, I, have, I have a clip for this broadcast, but if you want to get all of the information, I suggest going to that because they really lay it out. Um, in that meeting. So I will put it in the show notes for you to see the entire three and a half plus hour meeting. 
that I attended most of. Not most of. I, I left after a couple hours. Um, like three hours. No. 7.30, 8.30, 9.30. So two and a half hours, I guess. I, I saw about two and a half hours <laughs> live, and then I went home and I watched it um, in the live stream. But yeah, I'm in the live stream, so I will attach that right here. So this is me and my questions, and uh, then we'll move on. And then I will have my guest on, who I'm very excited about, because I haven't seen him in years. So... Let's get ready for that. First, let's uh, listen to my Q&A. Microphone number two, please. Hello, my name is L. Latham. I'm extrapolating on that a little bit with the AI conversation and wanted to ask, will you fight to keep human actors employed in the next contract negotiation? What happens when the AI outperforms human actors, and have you thought of all the scenarios that could and likely will occur as a result of the AI provisions in this very contract? How likely will it be that the digital replica condition of employment will further normalize digital replication, and that more human actors will miss out on jobs because of lack of consent to these, this new technology? How can you ensure that human actors and background actors will be able to get work in this brave new world generated by AI? Thank you. I, mean, I think there's a lot there, and I really appreciate the passion that's obviously in what you're saying. And I think a lot of people up here agree with you. I mean, our goal is to protect uh, human actors. And, you know, we have different ways of doing that for different types of acting. I mean, uh, obviously, we talked about background where we were able, because our contract structure is different for background actors, we were able to protect those covered jobs as human jobs. Obviously, the employment-based digital replica, which is what we expect to be the most frequently used of any of the provisions in this AI piece of the contract, is based on the concept that there is primarily a human actor working there. That's how the digital replica is created. And the idea is that the digital replica is used in combination with the human actor. The kinds of things the companies have talked about doing is facilitating certain reshoots where there's scheduling problems, things of that nature. I know that it is in everyone's mind the idea that actors would just be gone and that only digital replicas or synthetic fakes would be used in place of actors. But um, I happen to believe that your, your sort of starting premise, what happens when AI outperforms human actors, I happen to believe that that's not going to happen. And the reason why I believe that's not going to happen is not because robots can't be performed to do certain programs to perform certain actions better than us, but because I believe that acting, just like writing, for example, is a fundamentally human creative activity and that there is not an AI that can do what Meryl Streep can do. And I don't know your acting personally, but I'm sure there is not an AI that can do what you can do. And so while it is true that AIs can be created to do certain types of things, um, it, is, it is all of our objective to preserve human artistry, human creativity, and that is precisely what we're gonna do. And one other thing I'll just say, I see you wanna continue and that's fine, but the one thing I wanna say is, one of the things that we've done to help protect that is we have strongly advocated and supported our copyright office's decision that AI creations are not eligible for copyright registration. That's one of the things that's gonna help us protect against having wholesale replacement of humans with AI creation because one thing these companies know is they're 
earnings and existence is entirely based on copyright. Their earnings and existence is based on their ability to make money off of these projects, and they are going to have a real problem doing that if they try to shift into AI. So we can't look at it as only this contract. It is a broader picture, and I assure you we're fighting on all of those fronts. I am seeing it as a broader picture. That's why I brought up the broad questions that I brought up. But I also wanted to mention that I wouldn't say that I don't believe that you would protect us as human actors. I believe that the companies would not have a, an incentive to do so. And that is the problem. It is a problem, but that's why, that's why these provisions are so important. If we don't have these provisions, we have a blank page. And I'm, let me tell you, as a lawyer whose entire, most of my entire career, other than when I was a criminal prosecutor for a couple of years, since then, my entire career has been devoted to protecting actors, performers, and our other members. And let me tell you, I would much rather have a page, 16 pages of detailed protections to use to fight for you than a blank page and a statement that we hate AI. Because one of those things I can do something with and the other one, I, 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 the other one I can't. It's not really about hating AI, it's about uh, controlling I AI. I was being a little dramatic there, yeah. I admit, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I apologize. the issue is the companies will exert their control over us in many ways, and they will use AI to do that, and that's what I'm concerned about. That's what about. we're all trying to fight against, and I respect that people may have a different view than I do about how to do that, but I just hope we all know that's what we're, everyone in this room, I am 100% convinced, we are all fighting for the same result, which is protecting actors, and, you know, if we have any disagreements about how to do it, that's fine, but just know we're all on the same team in, in that fight. Also, on a personal note, I will not vote until I read the entire contract. Thank you very much for your time. We'll get it to you as soon as we can, I promise. Thank you. And here's the next part of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. And we have my guest, my wonderful guest, who is a former Funcast player. Hopefully in the future we'll be your Funcast player again. <laughs> this is Edwin A. Santos. Hi, everyone. Thanks so, for having me. If you're not new here, um, I will link to his IMDb and all of that good stuff, and you'll see what he's been in. He's an actor himself. He's SAG-AFTRA. I'm SAG-AFTRA. We're both SAG-AFTRA. And we have questions. <laughs> so that's what this episode is about, um, basically. So give a little background about you and how you joined SAG-AFTRA, if you don't mind. Oh, my God. A loaded <laughs> question. Almost a bad decision kind of way. Um, uh... Yeah, I'm an actor uh, first uh, and a producer second. And but uh, I joined SAG like oh, it's my 25th anniversary as an actor, SAG actor, 25th anniversary. Not knowing that I'd be celebrating this year with a strike. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I joined like all other people for the worst reason, not the worst reasons, but sound reason at the time which was, I did a lot of background work. After college, I just, I, did, I didn't have, I had no representation, so they all say, well, do background work. Like, okay, fine. Same. <laughs> so that was a nice job, like nine-five job, was. I think. And, um, but a lot of, at the time it was non-union, so a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff I've seen and experienced. So I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, this is wrong. Uh, but in 98, I joined SAG because of the three voucher bit. I, I got my three vouchers from the, the show Seven Days. Kind of cool because oh. it's kinda, it drove us to Victorville and put us in a hotel. And I'm like, wow. whoa, I got to join SAG. No, <laughs> but at the time, it was 1,800 to join. I'm like, I'm not sure if that was the reason I joined because I knew it was going to increase at some point. Like, but whatever, whatever. I, 
it is what it is. So I joined SAG, um, and did a lot of, I'm mainly an independent film actor kind of way, so a lot of the titles you'll see on IMDb is probably you've never heard of before. Maybe, you, maybe you'll hear one. But uh, I'm one of those uh, low-tier actors that SAG would mention in their <laughs> strike <laughs> uh, 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 dialogue or propaganda or whatever it is. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, and I'm so, so not cool with the current uh, tentative agreement that they have with yeah. the APTP. Yeah, we, uh, I went over that before if if you skipped the intro, which you have the right to do. If you want to read the summary agreement yourself, go ahead and do that. I've linked it in the show notes. As always, I link everything that I talk about in the show notes. Um, but if you missed that part, we I went over the agreement and the language about AI and all of that, so we're getting into it in this discussion but just you know for a background he's been on this show many times before if you look up his name on the website super awkward fun cast then you will find that he was in the room which was one of my favorite uh radio plays that we did mm-hmm. uh, with the original screenplay so yeah. if you haven't heard the room oh my gosh it, it okay spoiler alert he's a vampire but i'm just saying like <laughs> like it's it's wild tommy was so was wild <laughs> and they had to rein him in a little bit in the movie yeah apparently uh, but yeah that's a really interesting um play that we did and it's one of our one of my favorites one of my personal favorites so it's good to really have you back and finally you know, get into it about acting again. Like, that's how we met, actually, at SAG-AFTRA. So mm-hmm. we have that connection from this organization that's supposed to represent us, mm-hmm. that is not really doing that right now, mm-hmm. and is gaslighting us, or trying to, oh, yeah. very massively trying to, as you heard with the uh, live stream, if you, if you watched that, that I linked as well then you will see that there's a lot of questions from the membership to the leadership and the leadership is constantly saying, yeah, it's a condition of employment. You know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> consent though. Yeah. That's, that's not really consent. Um, that's not how that works. And like the language of, you know, the reasonably, um, what is it? Reasonably specific description or some shit. Like there's just just weird language in there and vague, and we haven't even gotten the MOA yet. Oh, hopefully we get that MOA before we vote. And and that too. He, I, they I, said within a week, but I, who knows? I love the timing. You know, it was like it was like oh, we were, it was it was announced that we it was announced that they got the tentative agreement at ANTP. Like okay, when are we voting? Because I'm sure it's pretty soon. Like so when are we so we got the summary like maybe a few a couple of weeks or maybe last week. I'm not really sure. But then like very recently. Yeah, that's not enough. When are you when are we gonna get the entire thing? And like, now they've opened the voting, as I said before. Yeah. And so they're trying to get us to vote on something without all of the information. And then they're saying uh, that this is this is it's an, it's business as usual basically to not have the MOA before the vote. Oh. And Duncan Duncan keeps on answering all the questions and Ray Rodriguez a little bit, but like. It was like so hard to get anything out of Fran at this meeting, and she's just sitting there the whole time. I'm not trying to judge. I'm not judging harshly. I'm just saying she doesn't say a lot. Well, I mean, I'm he's the, the lawyer kind of guy, so they let him field all those questions. But she just comes in at the end, and is like, 
Oh, well, thank you so much for being here and, and, and asking these questions. And we really appreciate you and that sort of thing. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm the opposite. I, would, I mean, I, mean I, I would rather, no offense, Fran, I don't even know you, but I would rather <laughs> listen to the other Ray and Duncan yeah. because I want facts or information from them. When I listen to Fran, it just sounds, I feel like I'm being degraded yeah. as she points out certain Low end critics, like critics, I understand. What are you really attack? Not attacking, but saying like us, us who are who are not very comfortable with this agreement, and they're you're letting us know that we're critics or we're like yeah, low end critics. Like I felt very comments. offensive. And and you can believe. I mean, naysayers. Religion is one thing, but like I love it when people will say like, well, I mean, Buddhism is cool. I love Buddhism a lot. I'm Asian, by the way, uh, but. <laughs> For her to say, like, based on my Buddhist religion, blah blah blah, to, as a basis of your of your consensus of voting for this ratification or this agreement, I'm kind of like, mm, no 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 no, I don't care. Like you, anybody that adds religion to this is just like I'm turn off for me. I would rather listen to Duncan and Ray and give me just facts, or at least the facts that they gathered. So or whatever they gathered, but that's my little opinion. Yeah, I think it was like that in the negotiations. Like he took the lead in a lot of them as I read on de Deadline and that sort of thing because you would read every day about what was going on in Deadline before you would hear anything from the leadership in an email and then you'll get an email later you know what I mean the e the, some of the emails like uh, the, like my don't friends don't believe the media <laughs> well I'm, yeah but then a lot of my friends a few of my friends were asking direct questions email to them and they would get responses and one of them said like it's all cut and paste answers I'm like I'm looking mm -hmm. at it like it looks like an AI just mastered your question <laughs> it really does I think they are utilizing generative AI for their emailing uh, but yeah it's just and then Fran, okay, and then she got a lot of attention during the strike. I don't know if you remember, but like she was getting a lot of kudos and stuff for doing things. And I don't think she was as involved as she kind of wanted people to believe. And then she said like that night in the meeting at the beginning that she was just at the Palladium because that's where the meeting was held, as I said before. Um, and she was there for a concert, and this was very different from that. And it's like, okay, nobody needed to know that you were at a concert last night. You're just like bragging, oh, I was at a concert. Yeah, I don't like if I go to a, a very business esque meeting with to to decipher the contract and stuff like that. For me, like if I have to go with a group of people, I will pick certain people that would be the strength of our side. Mm -hmm. Leave the weakest, not the weakest people, but the people who like won't even give much unless you give a passionate view, which is fine, but it's not enough to uh, to get your whatever you want from your side. So I mean, to me, maybe they left Fran. I don't believe Fran was in the meetings, honestly, because I don't know what she would offer, unless the passionate part. She brought was, a plushie, apparently. Like uh, everybody was going on about. Well. She she's the heart of and soul of SAG after or something, and she's just trying to be like human, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> to, in the, the business, human element. In the business meeting, on the other side, they consider that weakness, like the weak end, uh, the weak point of the of that other group. But I'm just saying, that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But Duncan definitely he does talk very you know authoritatively, and I think that helped him in the negotiations, but it didn't help him get exactly what we 
we wanted. Right. I don't know if they wanted it because I don't know how far how far that went. We don't have any. Like, I don't. I don't think they went evidence of what went on behind the scenes. I think they said yes to things that kind of made that made sense to business, obviously. Yeah. But they figured like we'll compromise. I guess it makes sense as long as you as long as you own our replicas, our digital replicas, then we trust you. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, because you know all these companies are so trustable. <laughs> trustworthy and everything i just watched this morning before this uh podcast i watched this movie called the congress from 2013 and that was an illuminating film well most of it was pretty decent but it kind of went a little off track at the end where everything got animated (laughs) it got really out there but the beginning of it is like robin wright literally playing herself and she's an aging actress i don't know if you heard of this film but um, Ari Folman, I think, was the director. And um, she ends up selling her likeness um, as a digital replica so and scanning herself. And then 20 years later, she goes back into this uh, other side of reality or whatever, or a different reality uh, to get on stage again and that sort of thing. So, like, she, she sells herself so that she can have... Um, and her motherhood and take care of her child uh her children mainly the the guy uh who's having some issues and that's what the whole movie was like based on and it was a little paprika at one point where it's like what's real and what's not and everything but it was an interesting dissection of this situation that we're finding ourselves in now with AI and the digital replicas and how they will replace us and what good will we be worth after that. And then they, co- of course, they start with the background actors, like, because oh, yeah. they mean the least yeah. to the studios. Yeah. Um, so, and that's where I started out too. And I didn't really even do any SAG after work as an actor, actor, just as a background actor. And it was like two jobs. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was a long time ago. I think I remember correctly, like when I was non-union at the time. I mean, I got hired all the time. I don't know why the only Asian at the time. Then this is like the late nineties. Um, but once I turned SAG, I realized they weren't hiring. I mean, I didn't know then that when you have non-union background, they hire a lot of them. Oh but yeah. When you're SAG, they only hire just thirty, I guess, at, uh, for crowd stuff. Uh, but with the replicas, like I don't know, like I there's a loss of jobs there for background. For I real. think. Um, A lot of people were bringing that up and we didn't get any sufficient answers that made us more comfortable in our vote. And I said at the meeting, like I I showed you guys before the the audio, that I wasn't going to vote until I got the the MOA. I'm not going to vote until I see the contract. Yeah, same here. All the way through. Like, it's not enough about the AI stuff. It's mainly like, we don't have the full contract. We need to, oh, just read the highlights that we gave you. Like, no, those are just flash in the pans and stuff like that. We want to get to see what, I mean, I feel sometimes we're hiding something. I feel. Yeah. From the contract. Like, why can't we just read the whole thing? because they haphazardly like put everything together so that they could end the strike before <laughs> my, my, cancellations and that sort of thing. I have allegedly. I, I've worked in at different a couple of day jobs during my acting when I was auditioning. So I worked for a a, a, a company called Crest National Digital Media. They've been running like the '70s in Ron Hollywood. They did film, video, and optical media. I was in the optical media department for like uh, six years, and I learned and mastered how to 
put DVDs together and protection and you know all that stuff. I also know how to water remove watermarks and stuff like that. So if I'm if I know and I talked to a lot of people like because I thought about I, I I've met people who actors and improvisers they would they started this thing where they this is uh, ten years ago. It's not influencer type of thing, but they decided that since they're becoming in demand, they decided to brand themselves, LLC themselves, and put watermark on their pictures. And I'm like, hmm, that might be a, a thing I could do. But a friend of mine, but I already know, like you can remove watermarks from pictures. You can wa remove watermark from digital DV, stuff like that, piracy. If studios cannot uh, stop movie piracy, especially DVD now, yes. at the time, or even when independents agreed with the standard, which is going streaming, which is worse, because now when you're on Amazon Prime, you can buy the movie, and then you can sell on YouTube, yep. whatever you want, which is something I was against at the time. If, if, if studios can, cannot stop the rampant piracy of their own films, I fear about how they cannot protect our images from being stolen. They'll find a way. Mm -hmm. They'll find a way. And there's so just, much hacking going on as well. Like, hacking is getting as sophisticated as AI, if not more. Like, the skills that people have and the target that is Hollywood, for fuck's sake. Like, everybody kind of hates them right now. A lot of people hate Hollywood and how woke it is, and they'll, like, go off on that. And then the Sony thing, like, we already had some instances of, like, retaliation kind of tactics from allegedly a different country, but I don't really know how, <laughs> how real that was about it. But like in the fappening, I mean, we've had so many things that Deep fakes and stuff like that. You I know, mean, how... and then deep fakes, yeah. And then like... Oh yeah, that's the other thing. International countries that will get hold of our stuff. Like how, I mean, I know SAG had the global one world thing, not that you work on you know, over the world. Yeah. But do they have such a thing for piracy all over the world? And does the studio have that kind of... Um, rule <laughs> that authoritarian rule maybe it'll help uh for international countries to stop uh pirating anything that we put out and like all i see is my, in my feed right now is the israel hamas like palestine situation online and i just wanted to say to the listeners and everything the reason I'm not going into that, well, I did that in the last episode, but anyway, um, the reason that this is such an important thing for me to talk about is because it affects every asset, uh, facet, facet of our lives, including media and news and what we see. Is it real? Is it not? Is it AI? Is it not? We've seen that in wars. We've seen that in so many conflicts and that's going to continue as well. And this is just going to compound that and be the... As we call it sometimes, the PR uh, department of the military-industrial complex is Hollywood in many ways. Mm. Um, so we'll see a lot more uh, things that we can't really verify, and that's going to yeah. be a problem. And while Duncan did mention in the meeting that there would be labels, you know, how the hell are you going to label every fucking thing AI or not AI? Like, that's just going to be so much work. Labels. And then you're going to get AI to do that, I'm sure. AI's probably going to have that job, just like everything else. But it's just like, there's no way to, to, to differentiate and to keep that kind of fiction kind of mentality. Like, everybody's just going to see everything as fake as fuck. And it's just not going to have any value. And it's, it's like devaluing our own art. The technology is 
the technology is advancing really fast. I mean, I, I saw one that was a newscaster. I'm like, okay, I was listening. And I realized, I didn't realize, someone told me, like, that's AI. And then the fact that the reading was like, yeah, that's AI. Like, oh, it's so real, I couldn't tell at all, even for me. But, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable... Look, I'm not a celebrity or anything like that, but still, I could lose my job. I mean, I'm already struggling. As an indie actor, you're struggling, period. Yeah. You're trying to get those gigs and trying to elevate yourself and getting really good at your craft and, and business and art and stuff like that. But if you're still struggling, uh, or just, you're still in the indie level, but still top-tier indie, but not close to, <laughs> to anything like that, it's just like, it, it'll be another aspect of me fighting wasting my time fighting against protecting my image while i should be focusing my energies to the craft and i don't know if sag can protect us and i don't trust studios to put to hold our stuff i really don't i really really don't and then after we die and everything and then they're going to get like a union representative if they can't find anyone who is related to you and and they'll decide and of course if they get a good amount of money then they'll be like okay sure (laughs) And, you know, it's just like, and then also the, what you were saying, like, protect your image. Like, this is also affecting, like, this could affect careers and cancellation. Like, I don't believe in cancellation for real, but like, uh, of people, because people are people. But there are situations that you could find yourself in if you speak, if you say the wrong thing, as you were saying, like, you have a reputation to uphold. If your fucking digital likeness says some shit, some Kanye-like yeah. shit, <laughs> yeah, or Ye-like shit, and then cause... you're like, what do I do? Because <laughs> I didn't even say that. Well, I mean, I'm also a voice actor, so they can grab anything, what I say, and then manipulate into a sentence And they already have the audio capabilities. Like, that's also, yeah. like, a big, big problem. So, yeah. like, I can't even look at things that are video or anything and really differentiate whether they're real or not. Like that's it. That's where we're going towards. Like that's the future we're we're headed towards, and we're already you know careening into. I don't see why a lot of people have been saying online like, well, I mean, I mean, you got the two sides: don't vote and or do vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people were saying like, well, this is the best we could do, and let's just say yes. I'm like, okay, how, hold on. How about this? Like even it was mentioned at that live um, thing you went to. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I'm thinking like, why can't we go back? To this MPTP, and just focus on ch- on on fixing the AI stuff that they offer. You don't have to. We'll say yes to it. It's just the AI stuff we have a problem with. Yeah. Everything else sounds good. I mean, my at least my. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people don't in the background don't, but over, like streaming does a little bit. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. But like, leave that alone. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. F- just fix the ones that we're having problems with. You know, and then we'll say yes. We'll say yes at some point, but you need to fix the... It's the AI stuff we're having a problem. Everything else sounds okie-dokie fine, I guess, to yeah. some people, I guess. Don't touch that. Don't throw that away. Don't get rid of that. Leave it. <laughs> uh, just fix the AI stuff. Just. I mean, that's where they really fucked us. And, th- and if they fix that, then the other stuff will matter more because it doesn't matter much if we're not getting work you know if we get a seven percent or eleven percent bump in pay that really doesn't mm-hmm. translate to anything if we're if we're having to roboticize ourselves why can't we own the ai stuff that like it's okay i get it the studios it's their product they film something with our images on it they keep it they hold on to it why can't we keep those ourselves if you want our permission other than say yes to have because you already have it 
You already have our images. Oh, can we use your permi I mean, permission to use your stuff? You already have it. I have a feeling you already did it. <laughs> Why yeah. can't we keep it ourselves? Because we physically will have something grasp to grasp on. And you, oh, can we use it? Yeah, here. That kind of thing, I think. May, may not be. I don't know. There are no answers to this. I can't think of a thing. Because, like, from, again, from my experience with David from film piracy, it's still rampant. Mm -hmm. All my stuff is still out there. I'm not getting, like, like Amazon Prime Video, whatever, are, the views are going, are lowering, or they're decreasing because you can see them on pirate sites anyway for free. And then, like, this, someone said in, like, the uh, meeting and everything, like, why was there not a call for boycotting the streaming companies while the strike was going on? Like, why oh. was that not anything that anyone brought up? I canceled, as soon as the strike occurred, I, oh, even the writers guild, um, I, I canceled all my streaming stuff. Well, not Amazon, because it was connected to IMDb. Ah, you guys. Anyway, so. Monopoly. <laughs> I know. So I canceled, I canceled everything that I had. And because I don't believe in paying, while during the strike, while I'm out of work, I don't believe in paying, filling you in your pockets while you're f with mine. Uh, you can curse. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I, um, a nonprofit I'm with, they had their film fest, their first film festival just last month, and I was gonna help out because that was my, well, I agreed, I was gonna do it anyway. But then I found out one of the sponsors was with Warner Brothers. I'm like, mm, no, I'm out this weekend. And why? Strike. I know other actors showed up and stuff like that. That's their thing. But for me, it's like, again, why would I help you promote whatever you have when you're not helping me? So, bye. And saying all kinds of fucked up shit about the membership as well. I know. If they're trying to unify, it feels like they're trying to unify. It's always not, it's never unified at SAG, actually. <laughs> I, there's always a lot of, but that's normal for a union, I guess. They just need to protect the little people. Yeah, and then they were like doing this whole spiel about, oh, we're gonna help the lowest tier. I mean, they don't say that, but like the other actors, the background actors who are suffering the most, you know, from all of the the strike and and you know not getting as much work and everything. Well, they also like increased the amount that is allowed on TV and, and in movies. Uh, uh, or, or to be hired, like, because there's a, a set amount, like a quota they have to meet of union um, actors for background, and so they've they changed that a little bit, which would have been nice, but like will not mean much of anything with the digital replica thing. That language is so ridiculous. And then they were like saying the WGA con contract is like way more definitive about like human mm. writers and that sort of thing. And that he just, he was like, D Duncan said that, like, he, he couldn't get, like, a definition. Like, the definition of human actors, like, you can't just get that. Like, that's that's not going to be possible. Like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> like, if you could do it for the writers, you could do it for the actors. I know, I feel the stuff that he said that was uncomfortable. I guess it's, just, I, I agree with you. The wording of the contract or the wording that he uh, interpreted from the contract, I don't feel comfortable because it just feels like it's more siding them with them than protecting us. There's more about AI in that fucking contract than human beings, I feel like. <clears throat> I'm not even kidding. Like, in the summary uh, that I read, like, it was just AI, 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 AI. <laughs> Synthetic performers. <laughs> like, okay, but what about the humans? <laughs> okay, here we go. Makeup and hair. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't... Good to know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sexual Wait. harassment. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but the, that part of the AI, they are, okay, obviously, generally speaking, they are saving money if they use AI because they don't have to pay for the bumps that we occur, accrued. Word, uh, that we would gather. They're not gonna, like, they want to save money. They want to keep all the money to themselves. These are tech companies, mostly. Yep. So that's what they care about. Apple, fucking Amazon. <laughs> fucking Amazon. <laughs> Netflix in a different, like, they have a different business model, but it's still pretty fucked up. And you can't really even, like, the streaming bonus thing is so fucking vague, too. Like, what does that even mean? Like, they don't even count the viewership, like, in the same way as TV does. Yeah. And, you know what, they are so behind on the streaming thing, it's ridiculous. Because even before the COVID stuff, like, even before that, I was already sounding the alarm. I was telling my mother, she didn't believe me at the time, that the streaming was going to fuck up Hollywood. Like, all this streaming that was happening, these a la carte, you know, memberships or whatever, CBS and all this shit... Like, it was going to fuck everything up in Hollywood with acting and everything. And then all the actors are just going to flood all these these uh, companies or whatever with their content because they're worried about missing out on work, which is exactly what happened. And that is what's going to happen with AI because mm-hmm. everybody's going to be like, okay, we got to go to that futuristic thing. And then AI, we got to keep up with everything. We got to be a part of it. And then all the big wigs are going to go there or the big people. And then the lower tier people will get fucked and will have to comply as well craftsmanship like, that's what will gone. happen and we see the marvel movies and shit that's already pretty much ai at this point oh yeah i'm <laughs> sorry it's the truth and when is that fucking mcu gonna end like no. does this universe ever end no it keeps no. going forever until you can stop making money off of it which you never will i feel guilty when i first saw robert downey jr and his younger self on a marvel movie I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But then, whoa, that is scary crazy. Remember what they did to Carrie Fisher? That looked really terrible. That was awful. That looks... That ruined the movie, honestly. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, Rogue One was awesome until that point on. (laughs) Yikes. Terrible. But keep it coming. Mandalorian, (laughs) keep it coming. Pedro's not going to come back, is he? I don't know, like the, all the different series that they have of the Star Wars. Oh, thing. oh yeah, the Just Mandalorian. Keep them all coming, like the, get that money. I forgot the Mandalorian is not about him. I don't know what the fuck. I think about... Yoda's in it, and that's it. That's oh, all okay. I know about it. <laughs> Little baby Yoda. Mm, mm-hmm. so I see it as memes. Oh my god! I haven't god. watched one episode. I haven't watched The Last of Us either. I just don't. Pedro is just not my jam anymore. <laughs> he just talks too much. <laughs> he sticks his foot in his mouth too much. I love that, uh, what is it, Credo 35 that Justin Bateman put together. It kind of reminds me of Lars von Trier's Dogma 93. Okay, it's not Cre- Credo 93 is her. Dogma 95 is his. But it's the same thing. It's like, well, his is different. Uh, hers is more like, we're not going to use AI when I when you're a filmmaker. So scientists... Um, um, oh, Justine, thingy, maybe, yeah. This, well, I don't know, I forget, was it Credo? I don't know, that's another word for it, I don't know. But I'm like, oh yeah, this is be good. This, this, I don't know how many people will go for it, but unless yeah. you have a Credo film festival. And she'll be independent, so she won't be mainstream. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all I know, like when I first read her, everything about AI with, with, the, with actors, I'm just reminded of how 
how how awesome we were of saving movies from piracy because mm-hmm. of that alone because that's in my head all the time every time I hear about AI and, and SAG we are not going to be protected we are going to be ripped off it's going to happen you really believe that companies will be will be on their word and promise that it won't happen it's going to happen because you guys up with film piracy you're mm-hmm. trying to protect that but I don't know. It's a it's a lot for you to cover, and, and I guess it takes money for film companies to go after piracy. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think it takes a lot of time. I for indie, for indie films. When I used to work for a film distribution company, it was my job to look, gather all online, all over the internet to find all our pirated films, and then just send cease and desist letters all the time. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. They ignore it and just keep on. It's tough. But you know, you you gotta worry about YouTube and all the copyright protections that we have there. Like, don't translate to other parts of the internet. Like, you can like get away with so much more outside of of that very restrictive area. Like, I'm always like hoping that something goes through with copyright process, the checking, um, so that I can put anything up, even something like of a vlog that I did in like Miami where there's songs in the background, like Latino, Latin music, and like a specific artist. I'm like, I hope they're not feeling very suey. Oh, uh, yeah. They would, yeah, because their, their answer on Facebook is like, well, we, we muted your music in this country. Well, then it's, then it's, <laughs> then it's pirated, kind of, on, in another country. That's fine. Uh, yeah, and if not, not everyone's on the same in the on the same page when it comes to copyright like it's just not going to be possible and then there's the whole question about intellectual property anyway and how many uh, how that even works oh. like throughout history and like what it even means like and it, how it's going to change now with ai and everything and like there's none there's not going to be any intellectual property if ai continues the way it is and unregulated as fuck and it won't be regulated. And they keep having these meetings in Congress or whatever about it. And then it goes nowhere. And, of course, they're all 80. So, like, what... It, <laughs> not all 80, but, like, a lot of them are over 80. And so they don't even know anything about the Internet. And um, there's a little bit in the background. Hopefully you don't hear it too uh, too loud. But it is Hollywood. So somebody's doing something do, and getting into trouble. Oh. And oh. so we'll just move on from that. But, you know, like... It's just crazy what's happening. And then there's so little creativity and originality in Hollywood. Not that there would be any originality at this point because we've been doing it for 100 plus years. But, you know, just the way that people keep going to the same fucking formula because it works, because people keep going and watching and paying for the movies. Like, if people would just pay, like, you know... take a moment and be like, do I want to pay $15 to watch, you know, at a matinee? (laughs) For a matinee uh, of, like, a Marvel movie that doesn't need to even exist. Man. Do I want to give them my money? You know, people are still doing it, so they get what they deserve. (laughs) Like, they get what they think they deserve because, you know, they keep putting out the cash. And then people are like, okay, I like cash. So, and then let me go, you know, over to China and get some more cash. And then I'll like censor some of this content so that it's appropriate for that market. Mm. So it's just, a, it's all about money, really. Oh, and, yeah. I, I remember like, and this is outside piracy. Uh, I remember like when Amazon and Netflix at the time was 
catering or inviting independent filmmakers to put up their films on their sites. Like, oh, that's someone who will root for us and stuff like that. And then a decade later, they would say like, oh yeah, um, the, the independent film you put up on our site, we need to, we, we were asked, we would like to ask you to like either delete certain scenes or. I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's the door. Oh, okay. It's apparently very windy outside. Oh, Harry the bunny just walked <laughs> So there in. was a fucking uh, background noise that <laughs> was very Someone laudable. walked in. <laughs> a like. very audible, very audible uh, background noise. So <laughs> let's but I'm, continue. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying like, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm really <laughs> Sorry. Just, it's, um, the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really did train, lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, okay. Um, where was Netflix, I? Netflix. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Netflix and especially Prime Video, they were asking, or at least myself and a lot of filmmakers, hey, can you remove certain things off your film? Which is like a, um, at the time, well, no, yeah, the, you know, the, the gratuitous nudity, not gratuitous, the nudity part. Uh, and then, uh, and, and, and more of that than the violence, which I think the violence should be. <laughs> Yeah, nobody the cares. Nudity. But uh, like, but they or we will not stream your, your your film anymore on our platform. Like, what the? I thought you believed in the independent mindset of filmmaking. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So yeah, a lot of changes are happening to fit the status quo or whatever they think the status quo is to them. Mm. And then violence, you know, everywhere in real life, like everywhere you go. And totally, you know, normalized. The hyper-normalization, that's a good documentary if you guys want to check something out. Adam Curtis, it's a really good one. Um, and it's on, like, a documentary movie website. Just look it up. But anyway, um, like, that's where we're at. Is like, so much stuff is normalized. And that I was concerned about that with AI. Like, that we're normalizing the digital replica thing. And, like, further furthering our own demise basically getting us closer to our own demise as humans um which i think and i've said this before that things happen multiple times throughout history um i think this has happened throughout history at least seven times that we've gone through this technical revolution to this point which you know some would call the fourth industrial revolution if you oh, know yeah. what i'm talking about who's that author's <laughs> name left. who's that uh, author's name klaus schwab uh, who wrote the third wave Oh, no, no. That's something else. But <laughs> I wanted to mention WEF because WEF is involved in the AI uh, transition as well. So uh, I will link to their AI governance summit that's coming up. When is that coming up? <laughs> <laughs> when is it coming up? Let's see. I have seven tabs. Okay. The AI mm -hmm. governance summit is part of their agenda for 2023. Load. Uh, and it's going to be on, oh, it's already happened. Oh. It's already happened on 13 to 15 of this month. So that's what happened. AI has the potential to boost productivity and pioneer breakthroughs, but it also presents clear regulatory security and governance dilemmas. They keep mentioning that and not doing anything about it. Yeah. They brought together 200 leader, more than 200 leaders from the AI community to refine AI governance frameworks for the public and private sectors. And they talk about chat GPT in it and like all these like regulatory uh, frameworks that they have in all these different countries like the EU and um, the US, which is not half as, as uh, advanced. 
as advanced as that one. Like that <laughs> one's not not really much of anything. I read it before. But um, yeah, like they're talking about the ethics of AI here. Oh. They're talking about governance and like they're trying to really bring that to the forefront. And that's like going to lead us to, I believe, the metaverse situation that we're that they haven't talked about as much lately, but is still in their repertoire. Like they're still talking about it. Like there is a future of work or jobs or whatever uh, page white paper in here oh, from yeah. the WEF. WEF being the World Economic Forum, if you're new here. Mm -hmm. Exploring the industrial metaverse roadmap to the future. And you can download the, the PDF on their website. But like this is the summary of it. The development of the industrial metaverse propelled by advancement in extended reality technology, artificial intelligence, can't have it without all these other elements, and 3D modeling is entwining digital and industrial realms. Current explorations involve un industry professionals testing pilot use cases and realizing the socioeconomic and environmental value of integrating t digital and physical spaces. Strategies and governance mechanisms are under scrutiny, ensuring future implementations promote interoperability and promoting an open platform across industries. The roadmap by the World Economic Forum in collaboration with the Cyber Human Lab at the University of Cambridge illuminates the intricate dynamics of the industrial metaverse. It offers a framework for discussing essential steps towards a valuable ecosystem for various stakeholders, while the potential to amalgamate different use cases into a single industrial metaverse over the coming decade is evident. The realization of this potential hinges on collaborative efforts among industry, governments, academia, and civil society. So yeah, I'll leave that in the in the show notes as well because we want to keep track of what they're up to and then they have their stupid little meeting in January <laughs> the WEF meeting and so that's coming up too I fear I know a lot of nurses don't want AI involved because AI like if you talk if not, a, not like a patient even a suicidal patient just calls for help just to talk just to talk to someone human and the AI responds the way it is. Mm. Oh my god! That's another. Because I used to be a nursing assistant a long time ago, so that to me is like, oh, that's that's not a good idea. I mean, it's tough, tough as it is for like a human therapist to talk to patients. It's very like intricate and trying to, you know, help them and stuff like that. But a ro robot cannot do that. Now, if AI advances to a point that becomes like that, I don't know. That's, I mean. To it's, them would be a benefit, like, oh, it's getting better. I'm like, mm, I don't know. You you can see a non-human, even if the technology is so good that you're talking to a robot that looks human, like data maybe, <laughs> it just looks like... No. There's no empathy. There's no feeling, emotion, like actual emotions. They struggle to find emotions in most cases, like when you see their interviews and stuff and they're like being like puppeted or whatever yeah. by this dude who's like, all right, say this, say that. It's it's all very 
creepy and very humansy. If you've seen that show, then you know what I'm talking about. The <laughs> humans show with the robots and and they they gain autonomy and they're like, "Ah, oh, I want agency. I want to be able to do whatever I want." And a lot of them are like whores or whatever, like they're prostitutes for the human race. Um so that that's not something that I mean, we're just like it's just supplanting one horrible thing for another, like people being exploited into robots being exploited like it's just more exploitation but it's a different sort of situation and then they're also like my issue as i've said on social media x or whatever is like i don't have a problem with ai i have nothing against them i don't know them like that or whatever but the people who program the ai are the problem because they don't even know what the fuck they're doing they don't even know how far they can take it and yeah. they're going to get us into a lot of trouble, into a rise of the machines situation and Skynet and all that shit. So it's going to be pretty crazy. I blame us for loving all those sci-fi movies about cloning and all those robots. So Robocop. Here we are in reality and now it's scary. Yeah. But that's part of the, the thing is like showing people so that they can like desensitize people to this idea and then they'll be more open to it later. Like that's what people say about the Illuminati and all that stuff. But like it's not as like cut and dry as like Illuminati or whatever. It's like corporations trying to make people susceptible to new technology so that when they bring it out, because they already have it at that point, they're just testing the public, I believe. And they do it in so many ways. And then they kind of plant a seed in people's minds like, oh, this is, this is cool. We could have this, we could have that. But then on the other side of it, you got like idiocracy and all these other movies like telling you like, this is bad, this is not going to go well. And so you you have that fear also, which will also be like good for the division aspect of it, like dividing people into groups. Hmm. So then you have the pro AI group versus the no AI group, which is a lot what I'm seeing from the SAG after, you know, people bringing it back to that. Is like people are like ban AI sometimes, or they're like, okay, we can work with AI, but like let's have some guardrails and that sort of thing. Guardrails, the word guardrails. I'm sorry, I know the, the guardrails guard is, so is weak. like literally from the web. Literally, like, you can like go to a movie premiere and like, <laughs> and go cut in line. Come on, um, someone safe. cut in line at the meeting, like in the line, and I was like, what? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and they did like a cut and chat, just like the the show the curb your enthusiasm episode i watched oh recently. my god <laughs> the damn cut and chat <laughs> you just cut in and you don't say anything and you just talk to the person in front and you're like what what's happening <laughs> and then somebody cut in line but i think it was like his agent or something i didn't know what this chick was in the meeting in the q a and I was just like looking at her the whole time, like, who are you? Why are you here? She was with her agent. Oh, I, I don't know what I, she was. To oh, him. that's 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 a easy trying to promote yourself and have your rep by your side. Like, is this it what was supposed weird. to say? Is this the line supposed to say? <laughs> is this what's... that dude? I don't want to be mean. Like he did not seem legit to me. <laughs> like the dude in front of me. Jeez. Well, maybe Fran was right about loads here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Like AI. Yeah. So. Brave new world of technology. But like, yeah, the fourth industrial revolution is part of it because that's Klaus's, not just Klaus, because Klaus is just like a figurehead. There's always a figurehead of these organizations who like take the brunt of the criticism, but don't really do much in practice. And if you watch like this documentary, 
Oh, fuck, I forgot what it was called. Something, Davos Forum or something. But it's about the Davos um, meeting uh-huh. in, uh, Swi- in Switzerland. Is it Switzerland? Yeah. yeah. And um, he's kind of being tracked in the documentary, but you can see that he's just kind of like, he's setting up meetings, but it feels very rehearsed, like when he's on the phone and everything. Like, please come to the, the meeting. It's on the 23rd, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do a really good class, but anyway. Yeah, I, I used to like. I, I used to watch all that stuff. I still do in some ways because it's fascinating. But like them and maybe Dust Forum. For I remembered it. Sorry. Them and then and then World Economic Forum is another one. Um, they mean well, I think. But to me, they're all companies that will benefit from the technologies that that, that are advancing. I see it that way. I'm like, okay, so it's why are you having the all these? Solution. I know, but it doesn't help for, uh, what are you offering? <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, the World Economic Forum, like, we help save the environment, stuff like that, like, great, stick with that. With straws, with the, the banning of plastic straws, we're helping to save the environment. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just came from a, from a show at the forum last night, and I was like, where's the straw? I'm like, oh no, you, the lid, there's a, the plastic lid of this cardboard <laughs> Pepsi cup had a little opening where you can just... Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's still I'm plastic. Spill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. It's still plastic. <laughs> like, okay. And then the straw. Yeah, the cardboard straws. It's just. It's a. It's a. It's a nice aftertaste if you wanna. I do like the bamboo one. I will say. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like. I want everybody to use bamboo because like that actually tastes. It, and it, it. You can reuse it pretty well, I think. But I. I had one from like a an order that I got in Miami because I was my in Miami recently. And I got it from this very fancy restaurant that the food wasn't that great. But the bamboo straws, <laughs> that food was atrocious. But the bamboo straws were, like, really top-notch. And I made them last until I got back. <laughs> so thank you for the bamboo straws. Much better than the, the horrible paper ones that I want to punch someone when I get from a restaurant. Yeah. The reusable, like, the recyclable ones, fine. That's, that's great. But... Dude, stop Dude. it with the paper, because that's not going to work. No. There's no way that's working. No. It must be cheaper or something. I don't know. Makes you want to enjoy your food. I don't know. I don't know. Makes me want to risk getting the same germs from your hand on the gl- on the glass. <laughs> Which is why I don't want, why I want a straw in the first place, is because I don't trust that people will not touch the the glass at the top. I don't think everybody's going to think like me and want to touch the bottom so that you don't have that residue from the hand that somebody's going to drink out of that area. Sure. But sometimes they don't clean, dishwashers don't clean it correctly, the, the glass. That too. So it leaves the soap residual in the in the film of the glass. So you're just pretty much... Yeah. Uh, That's why that I stuff. bring my own cup. <laughs> or not cup. I bring my own... Um, my my own uh, container, like a bottle. Like I have my own bottle that I bought in San Juan. See, I'm, I've gone everywhere. <laughs> so I bought it in San Juan at like a supermarket called Supermax, which is really cool. Shout out to Supermax. I really like your selection of vegan food. Thank you. And um, better than Miami, I'm just saying. But, but Supermax had like for like $3 or something. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'll buy that and I'll keep it and I'll use it everywhere I go. And that's mm. what I do when I'm in a restaurant. I'm like, give me the water. Okay, could I have some ice too? And then they put it in the glass. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but it was just like, damn. 
So, yeah, like this is baby steps for something that's supposed to be like killing all of us. Yeah, not that's so funny. Let, let's not rush. Let, let's not rush with the with, with voting on the contract yet, SAG. You know, I, I know we have like a week, a week and a half to vote. Yeah, it is December fifth, and today is the eighteenth. No, nineteenth. Oh, so I don't even know what day it is. To me, it's less than a week because we have Thanksgiving to deal with. <laughs> yeah, and Happy Thanksgiving. If they, if you give a shit about that, I don't <laughs> personally, but you know, others do. So have a good holiday, no matter what you're doing, because this is out on Thanksgiving. So yay. Um, <laughs> have a good Friday if you care about that, which I also don't care about. I do buy nothing day every day, every time. If you want to start fresh and new after Thanksgiving, listen to this episode today. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're in the past, and we're telling you, <laughs> the people in the future, please listen to this episode, even though you're already listening to it. <laughs> this is how Hollywood works, dude. <laughs> we, 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 we plan in advance, so all the stuff you see now is, was taped maybe six months ago. Well, normally, well, sometimes I do it on the same day. It's just this time I want to edit stuff because i have different sections that i have to get together also listen to or listen to watch the x files uh reviews that i'm doing on youtube and if you haven't checked you are doing x files reviews i'm an x files fan i'm a giant x files i didn't know you're not reactions they're reviews and they're critical and they start from season one to season eight so far and uh season nine is coming up but after the long gum and pilot review which is coming up next and might not be out right now because it depends on how many people view it. So give me 100 views on the last video and I will give you that. We're at 83 or so right now. So. Do you have a guess on those shows? I do not have guess on those uh. shows. But it's the Super Awkward Fun review of The X-Files, which I kind of brought back this series that I used to do for American Idol and Bates Motel at <laughs> different points. Um, but I really had a lot of fun and my mother really liked it. So I was like, okay, I'll bring it back, but I'm going to do the X-Files and it'll be predictive programming and that sort of thing. And if there's any predictive programming, I'll talk about that. If there isn't, I talk about the lack of it. <laughs> and then I talk about the romance because like, I really like that aspect. Oh, come on. You're like them. Uh, I didn't like, I got into I'm older and Scully all the way. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, I got into the X-Files from the pilot. And I told all my friends, you gotta watch the show, it's really good. Because at the time, it was, I got out of college, I was so film-centric in my head and screenwriting, all that stuff. And I saw everything good about that show. And then my friends were like, eh, it's a sci-fi show, who cares? And then one won Golden Globe Awards, and they were like, oh my god, I discovered this. No, I told you about this, like, freaking <laughs> three years ago, four years ago. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm into the X-Files because of the, the, the stories and, and, and the... That's um, a major the, part of it. The ongoing... Um, conspiracy conspiracy, conspiracy is a bad word the now. Alien stuff. To me, conspiracy at that time was fun. <laughs> Anything to me, conspiracy for aliens and Bigfoot and are always fun and, too, and fun. But these days, they're kind of like, ooh. Every time I hear that word, I don't want to talk about. Well, because that's what they want to do is make you think like, oh, these crazy people over here, instead of like the actual conspiracies that are continually happening, like with the bank banking industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industrial complex and the military industrial complex all of those people are conspiring all the time well and that's also talked about in x-files too in the military yeah it's like really you'll see like the predictive program is like a little on the nose it's like okay that's a little weird (laughs) i mean i am i'm amazed by the x-files and even before that 
a lot of sci-fi novels I would used to read as a kid all based everything in realism and based everything on either technologies at the time that was advancing or whatever the military and was going on. sometimes supposed to be a warning, just saying. Sure, yeah, Sag. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Supposed to be Wrong. a warning. <laughs> we went this way. Uh, yeah. Uh, not yeah. a handbook. But I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a shipper that kind of thing. I was not involved. Yeah, there was a lot of I know the pilot had stuff that, there. I know the pilot had that kind of, it's a pilot. You have to have some kind of sexual kind of thing between the, but they never really followed it up in the last, in the next, you know, the Canada years, when they were in Vancouver, they never really followed it up in that. At that point, like, I, I came to respect the X-Files when they didn't have to deal with that. I'm sorry, I'm different. I'm not a shipper for them. Great that they are, but I didn't watch that show because of that. I watched the show because I, I technically- wanted to be entertained. I was a child when I started watching it, obviously, so like I didn't watch it for that in the very beginning, and it just kind of over time I was just like, wait a minute, they're together a lot and they have cute chemistry, and like I was getting older and everything. So when I got older, I was like, oh yeah, I want these two together. So then they started pushing them together in so many ways, and then pulling them apart. And Chris was doing his thing, and I've told you told you all about Chris and the reviews. Like I, I have a thing with Chris. <laughs> With Chris Carter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what he does, the back and forth that he does, and like his fakeness, <laughs> in that he's like, "Oh, I, I'm not gonna get them together." Cut to, <laughs> and then That's you okay. just do the same thing that you said you weren't gonna do, and then you do something else to make people annoyed because you just don't want to handle the thing that you created. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed it overall, even though I just finished the season 11 i had never seen that season didn't even know it existed until this year what? So, <laughs> that was all like new to me but i was like oh my gosh i really loved this one episode i don't know if you watched it but like the one i can't pronounce yeah a lot of titles are that i can't pronounce but it was culturally. like a long black mirror episode with ai yeah. so there was like this big ai episode that was crazy good with them like in a smart house smart shit everywhere mm-hmm. smart menu and then you have like are you a robot thing on the fucking phone and i'm like oh my gosh i wish we never had to see that in real life why does that have to exist in real life now ah. yeah i'm doing that now it's like I, I think i'm i'm a certain age where i i was i'm a gen xer so I, I'm, I'm kind of happy to live the life that i lived technology now is i have to contend with that not ai but like even though AI is in, in some of the stuff that we use anyway, but I feel the AI should just be to help our life be better, but not replacing us right. is my deal. So me going to the Kia forum just to park. Oh, you're at, let me see your QR code uh, barcode. Oh, I'm like, I don't know what, what, what. And they had every. T- it's like I'm. I'm to the point now that I feel like I'm in a convalescent hospital because they're all showing me how to do this uh, tech stuff. I'm like, I feel so behind. I'm not like this. I used to be ahead of the game, but yeah. Well, um, in, in terms of like the X Files, I was thinking because we ha- I haven't done a radio play in a long time. I was yes. Yeah, I was thinking we could do like an episode from season ten. That was a really big episode. My struggle. That which, would be really fun. Oh, okay. yeah, that one has a lot of good conspiracies in it. But which one? Part one, part th- part one. A two-parter. Okay. The part one. You're not doing a two-parter for that? No. But there are two parts. I mean, we could, but it would be separate. <laughs> uh. We could do it separately. But I did the Matrix one time, so I'm I'm up for like dystopian shit. Uh, let me find that episode, and I'm going to shout out the Characters? director. I forgot. 
The oh yeah, I can find that in my notes because I still have notes in here. The other cool part, like I, I think almost every sci-fi show, but X Files in the later years had uh, sci-fi novel novelists come in with a script and they would shoot those episodes as well. I was just kind of like happy for that because it just kind of. Um, I was really satisfied my 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 days as a boy reading sci-fi novels. I was impressed with that season, like specifically like season ten when they would have like auteurs so they would have like written and directed by the same dude or same girl mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool not same girl but like um but it was really cool to see that they were like incorporating like they were trying to tell a story with with this one person who had an idea like James Wong got mm -hmm. his own episode yeah. that was really fun oh, yeah and they had not gotten as much shine before Morgan Wong Awesome writers on the X Files in the first few seasons. Hell Why yes. did you leave and go to do it in space above? Whatever. Glenn Morgan and this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, let me see what that episode. Love was those called. guys. And then that one other writer. Oh, maybe he's one of them. Yeah, he's a Morgan brother. He okay. Wrote, he wrote the weirdest, the real, the, the odd, strange episodes. Glenn like Morgan did the the one that I was talking about before with the robots and stuff. So oh, that was yeah. written by Shannon Hamblin and Kristen Cloak. And I will talk about that in that oh, uh, review as well. Married to one of the Morgans. Or one of the producers. And then I love when they bring back Queequeg. Oh, man, oh, yeah. awesome. I'm like, yes, I love callbacks. Yeah, the hair, hair. That make sense, that aren't like retcons. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And the two, in TV shows. And the two Gen X or teens that came back in certain episodes. I was like, yes. Uh, oh, when they were going after the teens, you could tell when they were like going <laughs> hard after the teen peop demographic in the show. And be like, oh, yeah, I love this music. Yeah, oh, yeah, the music was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. I'd be like, damn, X-Files, yes, that's my childhood. I, I feel bad when they left Vancouver because that was yeah. the character of that show. They should have... Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's it an old argument. But I mean, like, hey, if, uh, yeah, I'm looking for, I mean, I would love to uh, read for my struggle, but I, I yeah. forgot who the characters are in that. You could be the, the conspiracy guy, uh, <clears throat> the Joe McHale's character. I forgot his name already. Oh, he's already. in the show? Yeah. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, he was like an Alex Jones kind of guy, except a little more. Oh, this is the later, this is the newer episode, the yeah. recent episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is his name again? Tad O'Malley. Yeah, Tad O'Malley. Okay. <laughs> Very untypecast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I like I I'm very much a colorblind casting kind of person. Not colorblind. That's not the word. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another word for it. Um, uh, but you know I is, is I don't really care. Um, I I leave it open. I'm an open casting kind of person cool. when I when I cast. I would cast for a role. I would not have a specific. I would sort of have a gender if it was like tied to what was happening in the scenes, but I would not have a specific race that I was looking for. I'd be like oh, anybody, come and ca come into the room, and you know you might get cast because I'm open to it. The so I guess I would call it colorblind casting in the past, but like now it's like a weird thing to call things colorblind, so I don't really do that. But which reminds me, <laughs> raceless like, casting. Raceless casting. But there you go. The, the one thing I liked about the X Files early on in their early career uh, episodes was that they started doing episodes about every almost every culture's yes. uh, um, tall tales and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so they did mythology, and mythology stuff. with Chinese and Americans and for uh, sometimes Native it American went well, Indians. sometimes it didn't. We talked about this one episode. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I one, think the, I think the one with the illegal immigrant and, and that's that the was one. so no. I thought it was good because the way it ended, the way I know it sounds 
we, it was like, a little a little in your face, a little heavy. Yeah, I don't know. At that time, I was me. just like, for, I guess for me, I didn't know much about, about immigration like at the time, so it kind of taught me different about year. Yeah, yeah, different time, different time. So I don't know. I, I, I. That's one of my favorite. But it's funny that that it's not funny, but it's like interesting that that's still an issue. Like a lot of the issues that were brought up in the X Files are still issues today and are probably exacerbated in many ways, which is not on like not by accident, (laughs) it's by design. I think the 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 uh, season eleven and twelve, twelve was really done. There's no twelve. Oh, sure. I'm (laughs) dreaming. I'm hoping. Season 12 will be the animated X-Files, and they should do voiceovers. Uh, okay, that don't put that out there, because they will do that. Netflix is listening, and he, they're like, okay, we're going to do this this time. We're going to get it right. <laughs> animated X-Files. Well, because a lot, of, the one. a lot of fans want the, <laughs> that them is to too, come back. I can like, literally see it in my know. head, dude. Just I can see Netflix doing it. Uh, and, and, they and, have no ideas. Okay, so season I think so season ten and eleven was the was the later epi- later seasons. 2017, 2018. 2016 and 2017, I think. And during that time we had the crazy years <laughs> of the administration. And it was just hard for me it was so difficult for me to I mean, I was still watching the show, but to grasp onto to the modern stuff that they were dealing with without thinking about what you're dealing with with the past administration and all the stuff all the people who are think that's true uh it's hard to to enjoy it sometimes because it's just it, it's happening at the present time yeah that's probably know? what ha- helped me get through it because i we've been through that that yeah. already happened yeah so after that happened then watching it back is like interesting because other things are happening that are mentioned <laughs> and it's like oh shit oh yeah <laughs> like New the problems. covid shit and then like the virus alien virus and everything and like and like the cure not really being a cure and all of this stuff that they say like with the actual alien vaccine that never fucking works and i'm like oh that's interesting (laughs) oh funny funny that (laughs) it's almost like it wasn't supposed to it's almost like it was just there but also with like exist a certain orange guy uh so you're talking about like the I enjoyed the episodes during the 90s because it didn't really deal with real life. I mean, it did, but... I mean, you saw but it didn't really, Jane oh, and Reno, right. which was enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we I needed. I forgot about that one. Uh, but, like, in the 90s, it didn't really... The politics... Of, I mean, I don't know why, but, like, maybe because I'm older now and my life depends... Whatever I go through with my life is determined by government. Uh, whatever they put out there to, to take care of older people. I'm just saying. Uh, so when... when, when, when the, the 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 orange guys uh came became the leader i'm kind of like okay and then watching the x12 during that time season 10 and 11 i'm kind of like i'm not really enjoying it because it's, i'm going through hell right now with <laughs> with him and his cronies hmm. i'm just like mm, mm. i'll have to watch like you did watch those episodes later like now maybe i'll enjoy it more yeah <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> I just hope there's not a whole lot of characters because I don't want to play a whole lot of characters. That's the best part of the episodes when there's so many key characters. Like, uh, they yeah, all but like get for us to, to I know, act I know. out yeah, is yeah, not yeah. so much fun for my voice. But <laughs> oh, okay. Because okay. my voice gets fucked up nowadays um, after over, like, the last audio book that I did, which is literally the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> oh. That was like a lot for my voice. Like, you could hear it that I was like struggling at the end. <laughs> And I had to like 
space it out over a couple of days because I did the wrong thing with the COVID, the Great Reset um, book uh, by Klaus Schwab and Thierry Mallorette or whatever. I, I did that one in like one go and you could see that I'm like deteriorating wow. by the end. Because I, I, I admire, let's give a shout out to audiobook people, people who do the audiobooks. We don't want them to lose their jobs because no. they work so fucking hard and they get the right, hopefully the right amount of money with their contracts, but I don't know. But like what they do is so important and so cool. And I've done it before, like for like a, a braille user like I did it one time wow. for like a book this clown girl book that ended up getting optioned for a movie but never became a movie with Kristen Wiig but anyway I read that whole thing and I felt like I was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> like reading that and it wasn't like 200 or some pages I don't know what it was but like it wasn't that big but it wasn't a whole novel some people read novels like and that's amazing so shout out to audiobook shout uh, out voiceover artists who are hopefully not getting totally fucked and that's <laughs> something we need to worry about in the future too is the voiceover industry and how that's going to be affected and looping and the oh, yeah. post-production and everything like some things just sound mechanical they don't sound like human beings made them like the songs that you hear the fake the ai songs or whatever mm -hmm. they suck they suck ass and when are they not going to suck ass? And then we won't even be able to tell the difference because music sucks so much. But anyway, I think AI should also, be. I think AI should be used as a tool to to make things better. I'm not saying AI for replacing actors. That I'm against that. But with the new Beatles song that I heard like oh, three weird. weeks ago, I kind of liked it because I'm kind of you know. I, 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 I refuse I, to listen to it I, just out of. <laughs> well, they used the AI to separate John's voice from the original tracks that was imbued imbued with all the music the instruments stuff like that. In that sense, I guess I'm fine with that because it didn't mimic his. I don't think they used the AI to make his voice better. They just used it to separate his voice track yeah. from the music track. Something they didn't do in the '60s or even I don't know if they did in the '90s. I know you can do it in the '90s. I know you can. Do it. But I'm like, to me, that's fine. It's a slippery slope, as they say. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a Beatles fan. I have to listen to it. It gives me teary-eyed. Uh, I'm not saying to support AI. We, we don't support AI that replaces people's careers that they've been doing for 25 years, still struggling, trying to get that big break. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, I started voice acting, like, uh, yeah, around COVID. And that's like a new thing to me. And I'm like, I'm mm. really enjoying it more than I, <laughs> I'm getting more like auditions for that than I did for live theatrical. But now with AI coming up, I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. no, nah, I just started. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm in an industry, like a marketing kind of job, like telemarketing, telefundraising, where any day. But the thing is, I say over the phone, like I'm a human being. Like I literally said the other day that I was chewing on a carrot. I'm sorry, I was chewing on a carrot and I had to call you back because I, I couldn't answer the phone Oh, because I was chewing on the carrot. And I was like, it takes a long time to, to eat a carrot. <laughs> Apparently, like, I have found that out. That, like, I, I'm trying to, like, take a break, but, like, I can't take too long a break. So I'm, like, getting back to work and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this carrot is never going to get eaten. <laughs> so Did you chop up the these carrot? These are, like, human things. <laughs> Did you chop up the carrot? No, this is a carrot chip. Oh, Even oh. a carrot chip, like, a chip of a carrot, like, takes forever for me to chew. Mm -hmm. And so, and then apples are like that, too. Like, it's a ridiculous thing. Mm -hmm. But 
And like a banana is probably the easiest thing to eat on the job, I would say. Right. Bananas are super like mushy and easy to eat. I appreciate that about them. <laughs> but all these other things, like chill. Um, I can't. But anyway, I, you know, I think they they didn't really like respond badly or whatever. But they know I'm human because I'm doing something while I'm working, like that a a robot could not do, and a robot can't have the same delivery that I have and be funny sometimes, you know, when it's appropriate or whatever. But like have a reaction to what they're saying or listen to what they're saying, like. A robot's not going to have the same response that a human is going to have. Right. And they can't be duplicated in the same way because there's stuff that we have that is important, like empathy, which is important in a job like that, where I feel pretty secure that I'm not going to lose my job in like six months or whatever, <laughs> which is what other people can't really say, like salespeople or whatever. Like sales is another thing altogether. Like they can do that online at this point. It's whatever. But the fundraising thing is also going online as well. So I will say, like, we are being affected about, you know, when, when it comes to that in the industry. But it's just, I wanted to do, when I originally did the job, I wanted to do something I could be okay with and not feel like I'm making the world a worse place. Hmm. Um, and that's what I've been doing for 12 or so years. So, you know, shout out to the people who don't succumb and do this the job that maybe pays more but doesn't feel as fulfilling yeah yeah mentally <laughs> and <laughs> emotionally maybe not physically because like oh my gosh sometimes you get bored <laughs> like you get bored in a lot of things but that's a good healthy thing to have is boredom at a job that means that you can occupy your mind with other things and like do multitasking which I really, or be creative really in some way to make yeah it or fun. you think of a song or something while you're at work nobody's answering the phone <laughs> like, <laughs> easy easy peasy lemon squeezy so yeah good to have you on the show oh. um, so glad to have you back so glad to have another fucking guest on I know you guys are probably happy that I did um, <laughs> it's been a long time getting over the 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 restrictions and everything in the past and like the whole thing that I had with the co-host and you know everything that's happened since then and all the crazy shit that we're seeing out there but just know that you are one speck in this universe you are not that significant but you are one of many we are all having experiences good or bad and we're all being affected by the same shit. So just try to have that empathy and, you know, commiseration that we all should share <laughs> as a human race. We're going to get through it together. I think at the moment there's more of us than there are them. So keep that in mind. Yes, <laughs> yes. Keep a positive mind. And we, they make them. So <laughs> the people are making them. So they can stop making them eventually if, oh. we, if we get involved you know in a big way mm -hmm. then we can stop that from happening yeah don't give up don't give up and one thing for sure here um yeah don't give up and um i like to say be open-minded but at the same time be very cr <laughs> critical be very critical questioning and, and question authority and read between the lines that's all i'm saying read your contracts yeah all and, the way through and don't be afraid to say no don't because be i'm sure lazy. we can get a yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure we can get a better deal ai way wise better than what we have now don't 
that's the that's the whole point of the strength of the union. If you wanna, if you really truly believe that, you better believe that. <laughs> Do you want to plug anything at the end of the episode? Do you have any anything that you want to really shine a light on that you want me to put in the show notes or anything with the organizations that you're? Oh, um, are we still recording? Yes, we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm currently with a nonprofit. I, I returned to a nonprofit organization called Philan Creative. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they promote uh, aspiring Filipino Americans uh, in entertainment and media. So whether you're a filmmaker, actor, or dancer, or what have you, come by. Uh, you can find us uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, X, whatever it is. I don't want to say X. Sounds weird. I know, it's uh, horrible. And uh, under Phil M. Creative. Um, and we have a website called philandcreative.com. Um, yeah, we've been around like 14 plus years. We just recently had our firm, first film festival. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we went strong this year. And we're exhausted. But we're going to go strong next year. And, and especially after everything we went through in the last three years, we're just like gunning and gunning for more representation for Filipino Americans in TV, film, and streamers. Uh, on top of that, because of the strike, I couldn't I couldn't promote a lot of the like a recent movie that just came that came out before the strike. Now I can. So there's a film called The Monsters Without, um, uh, independent film. It came out on again on <laughs> streamers. It's on uh, Prime Video and mainly Prime Video. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhere. Apple? Maybe Apple. Um, but uh, those two places. And um, it's my biggest role to date at this point with that film. I'm kind of proud of it. And okay. it's on, it's fun for the whole kids. Sci-fi, adventure, fantasy, uh, monster movie. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And stay tuned for the next one. Love you, bye.